What's going on? Welcome to another episode of Let's Saga. I'm Bricks. Vern. Cash. Could be Cash, could also not be. And today, we got a special guest. Officer. <laughs> Officer <laughs> Paris. <laughs> Officer Brandon Paris. Robocop. Uh, <laughs> so, with the death of Tyree Nichols, we wanted to switch it up. I had planned to have him on way before this, but I just thought it was a perfect time to finally get him in here. And talk about, you know, relations between police and the community and, you know, just what it's like to be a cop. Like being a black cop in a force. Right. Dating as a cop. Living life as a, like, you know, trying to understand all aspects of it. But before we get started, make sure you like, follow, share, subscribe. Just send it to one friend. That's all we ask. All we ask. If you're digging it, push that button at the bottom, follow. We're going to keep releasing new content and try to stay on top of everything. And as always, we get started with Cash's batter up question of the week. All right, happy Black Happy Black History Month. You just uh, dated us. How did I do it? It's coming out Black History Month. What the okay. hell? You act like this is coming out in March. <laughs> <laughs> the fuck. <laughs> anyway, what's a characteristic that might not be racist, but if somebody had it, you assume they was racist? What? I, I'll start. I said, what's a characteristic? That might not be racist, but mm-hmm. if somebody had it, you would assume they was racist. So I'll start with mine. Money. If I, <laughs> <laughs> if I see somebody chewing tobacco, I automatically assume that person is racist. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. Damn, or if they got a mullet, mm. I think they're racist. Okay. I, I could a, co-sign common, a, a combination. I think it's a percentage, too. Because you like you chew tobacco, you're about 60%. It's a problem. Chewing tobacco with the mullet, we at a solid 90. <laughs> what if you got on a new UK hoodie? Oh. Steaks just froze. You meet all the criteria. <laughs> Three strikes you're out. Bro. That's, he's a Trump supporter. He's going to tell you. Right. you know? <laughs> shit, shit. Yeah. Get across the border. Uh, what? Let me see. Being old. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Same. And that's I think that's for like, races. I think that's for all races, like yeah. older people, just are. Don't nobody hate white people more than an old black person. That's yeah, true. for sure. Fact. And don't nobody hate black people more than an old white person. That's mm, yeah, a fact. Old Asian hates everybody, including young Asians. Yeah. So yeah, I think yeah, because they don't being, got no understanding of the new world, so they just kind of live by their experiences. Being old, what you got, bro? Oh, it's my turn. Uh, loud talker. Yeah, yeah. A loud talker. I could see how that could be how somebody could assume somebody was racist if they talk loud. What? Why? Like an aggressive, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Not like just like a, a aggressive communicator over, you know what I'm saying? Who I'm thinking about when you say loud talker. What's that? I'm thinking about somebody yesterday. <laughs> I'm thinking about somebody who's, they're not racist, they just loud. Yeah, what? I don't understand. <laughs> That's the same I'm people that he didn't want to talk about last week. Yeah, but, but but you see, so look, so check this out. So I was at the I ain't saying it. So I was at the airport one time. Woman went to the wrong gate. She's foreign lady. She went to the wrong gate. And, and foreign, so broad. Yeah, just, <laughs> I, I couldn't tell. Well, you want me to? She could have been Indonesian or Asian, or uh, Indonesian or Asian, Indian or Indonesian. I wouldn't know the difference. Okay. You know, that's a random one. But, but they're the racist ones. Go ahead. <laughs> Come on, continue but, the story. But, but anyway, so she can't speak no English at all, and the person helping her out is like, "Are you supposed to?" Like the louder, the louder they talk, the, the you know, yeah, all the time. You know what? You talking so loud now. I speak English. So, yeah, so you it, see man. the switch on the story. I thought the person that he was talking about was going to be. Now let's get to this person that was talking to him. Mm-hmm. Describe that person. 
uh, white slick back ponytail, bulletproof vest. Uh, was it the police? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and you're up. Hey, nice segue. The TSA agent. You know my thing. My thing with uh, with people who don't speak English. If you're a native English speaker, it does not help them understand by you talking louder yeah. or you just yelling at that's them some, in English. It's not changing anything. To right. me, that's just some that's some racist shit. That's disrespectful. That's, that's yeah. why I say like loud talkers. Like yeah, it's very disrespectful. Yeah, or people slowing it down. You slowing your conversation down or trying to talk like you think Mexicans talk and shit like that. Yeah, oh, that yeah. Right. right. No speaker the language. <laughs> that's one. That's one thing that <laughs> on the reverse, what happens to me a lot. I don't know if I look Latino or not, but you do daily. No, I would give you Asian. Yeah, I, I usually get Asian. Yeah. Right. Daily, somebody walk up to me and be like, "You you speak the Spanish?" <laughs> <laughs> no, <laughs> no, not a lot, not enough. <laughs> I'm all nigga. I'm all nigga. <laughs> <laughs> all right, as we move into Bricks's hot take of the week. I've had the stance for a long time. We've talked about this, of just uh, how when something happens with with uh, police and violence, or they just do anything corrupt or wrong or bad. It's always not all cops are bad. You know what about the good cops? What about the good cops? And my hot take, which I get pushed back for, but I believe this: there is no such thing as a good cop. You can't be a good cop. Now, Brandon is a good person. I know him personally, been knowing him for years. He's a good person, but I think a police officer isn't a person. It's a job. We got a 94.70. <laughs> oh, he's definitely going to run me after this. <laughs> hey, <laughs> listen, I got people on speed dial right above still. <laughs> so, how do you guys feel? <laughs> how do you guys feel about that statement? There is, there is no good cops. I agree. I break it down. I mean, you broke it down. That's pretty much the same reason I think there's no good cops, bro. It's just because you work in a system that's inherently evil. So I don't <coughs> think you can be a good cop. But I do think there are good people. Like one of my uh, best friends, his father's a police. He, you know, he's a solid individual. Man. You know what I'm saying? But the job is still the job. Yeah, just, it, the job's just set up for, you know, it's it's not set up to to for you to be to operate in a in a way to be a good cop because at the end of the day what do we want the what do we want the good cops to do turn in all the bad ones yeah but even outside of that i think uh, like what what would make a good cop then what would make I mean, a good cop because I, I, because I, then it's just that one and he's a flyer i'll put it i'll put it like this because it's in the same way there can't be a good soldier you can't be good in the military mm. because the institution inherently yeah. hurts others. Like it's it's set up to hurt others. Even though you can do our military does some great things. Absolutely. But, but the, the point of the military is to kill. Yeah. I mean so the it, bare bones of it, yeah. So it, so it's like, okay, can you I don't think you can be a good prosecutor. You're gonna do a lot of good. You're gonna put a lot of people away that should be put away. But the overreaching theme of the system is tainted. I know it's a lot of pressure on you. So it's it's a lot for me to kind of answer at once, but I I can agree with the sentiment. Or I understand what you what you guys mean, but then I also think it's kind of just switching up words to a point too. So um, I I will say yes, the um, the structure of policing is not set up for, I mean, for police officers to I guess be able to flourish yeah. in a way. Um, 
because I mean, we I, I've always said that we got to be we have to be straight up about what the history of being a police officer is. I mean, it initiated as slave patrols, which we well, goddamn man. You I mean, I, I, I don't. I'm getting, to it. <laughs> I'm getting to it. And then you know, it, I'm going to skip some generations, but I mean, let's let's go as early as the '60s, yeah. '70s. You know, our parents' generation. You know, like I mean. Um, you know, the segregation was going on, civil rights was going on. Um, the policing system was not at its finest at all, you know? Not at all. Um, so, you know, and we, and that's, that's recent. That was only, you know, 40, 50 years ago. Yeah. Um, so yeah, the, the, the policing, I guess, structure is not, I guess, is not set up to be in the best light, but I will disagree saying there are no bad, there are no good cops because there, there definitely is a lot of good cops. Um, but I, I think the way that y'all are wording it is like the, the not just, not by meaning the people, it's yeah. more, it's the, the system itself, which I can understand where you're coming from. But, but, you know, you obviously have the people who are representing that uniform, who are representing the police department. So yes, there are sev- there are a lot of good people who are police officers and go out of their way to do more than they have to do or more than than the public would even see a lot yeah. of times. Um, but you know, of course, we always will have these setbacks when you have a, a national incident like Tyrese or like George Floyd or Breonna Taylor or a, you know we can go on and on, which yeah. is unfortunate that we can go on and on. But you know, when you have those major events that that seem to only portray the police at their worst, which that happens. It, it's unfair to say that everybody is a part of that system. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I get you. All right. So for me, a way to prove a good officer would be in a situation where you do have like some form of adversity. And that would be like, let's say Tyree, uh, uh, what's it, Tyree Nichols. You got like four or five people beating on him. Right. If I wanted to see a good officer in practice, I would have seen one of them do something different. How would you, how would you, I guess, if you was in that situation, how would you rectify that? Or how would you, um, how would you deal in that situation? So there, I, I have a whole lot of thoughts about that whole situation. Um, the, the main thing that I want to say is, this is where we'll go into the, the word play, I guess. Yeah. Those guys were wearing police officer uniforms, but they were not, to, to treat somebody like that, they were not what I would consider a police officer. You know what I'm saying? Um, yeah, they represented a police department. They wore a uniform to work every day, but that behavior is not what I know as what police officers do. Um, realistically, when I saw that video, like I, I didn't expect anything close to that, and I've never seen anything like that in my life, not just since I've been a police officer, but just in life period, the closest thing that I could relate that to Rodney was Rodney King. King. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Without a doubt. Um, and the best thing about Rodney King was even back then people were trying to justify that, you know, people yeah. were trying to be like, Oh no, it was fine. The difference with this one is obviously the whole country. I ain't heard one person be like, Oh, well, you know, he had that coming or, you know, yeah. the stupidest thing I done he heard on wave three. Yeah. No, I, <laughs> I, de- I definitely see some, well, Bruh, he, he was, he was no, I was going to, I was going to clear it up. <laughs> the stupidest thing I done seen is, well, if he would have complied and not ran away, then that wouldn't happen. Or some stupid shit like that. And I'm like, bro, come. Nobody deserves nothing like that ever, yeah. ever. I don't give a shit what you did. Yeah, for sure. Um, but I've never seen, and I, I still, I want to know what were what was going through their head. What were they thinking here? Because that shit, 
that was like a gang initiation the way they beat them. Yeah, for sure. You know what I'm saying but, like I've never and and I guess the only story that we know is that he ran from a traffic stop. Mm-hmm. Listen, I've I've done this job for over a decade. I don't had plenty of people run from me on traffic stops. I've seen other officers have plenty of people run from. Them. I ain't never seen no shit like that for, just for running from that. Not that anything he did would have justified that, yeah. but I just think that there is something more personal to the the way that they treated him. It wasn't just about it, him. It, it ain't no else. way. It's got to be. It's got to be something else. I mean, again, not saying it was okay, regardless. But that the the story that they're telling about he ran from a traffic stop, so we beat the fuck out of him like this. Nah, I, I, I think there's more to it. How, how long have you been a police officer? Uh, this year will be twelve years. All right. Do you have any colleagues that you've been around with since you started? I've got a handful. Yeah. Okay. Get in the swamp with them. Now, if that's going on and you're out, how do you stop something like that from I'm happening? Not, and if you can't yeah. stop it from happening, what's your next move? Okay, literally, if I were in that situation, which thank God I never have been, and hopefully never will see, we'll never see nothing like that again. But I've I have no problem grabbing somebody and yanking them off. If you're doing too much, my bad. <laughs> I, had a, I had a moment. I had a moment. I got no problem jumping because I mean I've been in those situations to a lesser degree where you know you. Tensions get high. Yeah, you know, and you know, your adrenaline. Not this situation is its own fucking beast. Okay, yeah. I'm talking about just from my experience. You know, I've had situations where we were tussling with somebody, or I've I've got to be the backup officer where I saw somebody tussling, whatever. <laughs> if you're doing too much, like I got no problem grabbing you, like, hey, bro, chill out. You're doing too much, or yanking oh, you, yank you up, right? Yeah, I got no problem with that. Um, and they won't treat you away. No, <laughs> they won't. And if they do, fuck them. For, I mean, to be honest, yeah. Um, but. No, I've never experienced where somebody was doing too much and you pulled them off where they were pissed off at you afterwards. If anything, it was more on the sidelines. Hey, I really was doing too much. Right? Yeah. Thank you. You know, mm-hmm. something like that. Do you feel like uh, the way the way you are tra- trained to police or encouraged to police by, you know, the higher ups? Do you feel like sometimes it may put you in positions where? It leads to, you know, like, I got to hit these numbers. I got to get this. So I, yeah. um, I think that, <clears throat> I think depending on where you work, especially if you work in a big city like Memphis or Louisville, Atlanta, whatever, um, you definitely will be encouraged to, to put some numbers up. Now, officially, is that something that's spoken about? No. Is there a quota? No. You know, people always say you got a quota to write yeah. this text. That's not a real thing. Yeah. Uh, at all. But, um, I, I will say that if you work in, especially like a high crime area, or if your job is to be in like, you know, like a jump out boy, type, yeah. if you are in that type of environment or that's your job and you literally ain't doing shit every day at work, somebody's going to say something to you okay. or you're going to get put out of that job, you know? Um, but I think, I think that the higher ups definitely will encourage, Hey, we want you guys to go out and you know, make these contacts by, you know, doing some traffic stops tonight or, okay. or seeing somebody shady walking down the street, jumping out, dealing with them, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, I, th- I definitely think that they encouraged it to a point. That's, was that? I heard that, but Bro, it, nothing goes, but nothing takes me back right. to where you can actually see something credible. It's right, just kind right, of right. like something going on. Some it's just enough. innuendo right, right. now. Yeah. I saw the same, we probably all saw the same little Facebook post that kind of went viral or whatever. And, you know, my mama calling me like, hey, Brandon, I saw... He was dating one of the cops' wives. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah. His father, you know, I I dig deep into stuff like this. When it, when stuff comes out, I want to know every little yeah, you, detail. I know I'm, you got the tools to dig deep. Bro, I'm, hey. <laughs> <laughs> Pause, Pause, man. Pause. <laughs> 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 I didn't catch that. 
<laughs> Man, we got to put a sausage by your name. <laughs> you got the tools. Hey. <laughs> what do you say? <laughs> oh, Rick's man. <laughs> But I, I did see that his father made a statement saying that that was a, a, a lie. You know, okay. He wasn't messing with one of them cops' lies, whatever. All right, here's here's what I've. Uh, when you say high crime area, and this is my theory, this is why I, I, I push back on things like that. You get a high crime area. You've been stopped a couple times. And they say you're in a high crime area. Yeah, you're in a high crime area. The 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 thinking is you flood with police, you drive, suppress the crime, crime goes down. Well, we know minority communities have been high crime areas for decades. Right. Crime still goes up. So it's either the police are inefficient in bringing the crime down or presence of police raises crime. And this is why I say that. If you take a, we know blacks and whites use drugs at the same rate. You know, white people commit regular crime, traffic stops right. at the same rate. Right. If you police these higher uh, income areas, the same exact same way you police black areas, they will become high crime areas as well because you'll get more stops. You'll get more crime will go up. And over over time, what will happen was, okay, the regular guy that has a good job, well, he's gonna got pulled over. He didn't got caught with his little weed or his, you know, dope that he had, where nobody would ever pull him over in these neighborhoods. Well, now he loses that job. Now the income's going down in those areas. They, <coughs> you're locking up generations of white men. Now, or Asian men, or whatever. Now those communities fall apart, and you get high crime areas. So I'm gonna stop you before I lose my train of thought. Go ahead. It's, it's a lot to. I know. I get what you're saying. Um, and it, it, there's a couple different factors to answer that. So on the on the very surface, like when we say high crime area, we don't mean we don't mean like it's because it's police induced, meaning the police are are interacting with people. When I say high crime, I mean the community, the neighborhood itself is having a, a lot of shootings, yeah. a lot of homicides, street robberies, business robberies, whatever. I will say that is what will make it a high crime area, not the police intercepting people. But but follow me. But I get what you're saying. Because what made those areas, we all know income poverty is what drives crime. You find the poor section, you're going to find the most crime. Mm -hmm. It's just how it works. So it's lack of opportunity that creates the crime. That's why people are jacking, robbing, selling dope. It's because they have no other opportunities. So if I'm locking up all these, say, let's go to the east end of Louisville. Mm -hmm. If I'm locking up all these doctors, lawyers, or whatever, and giving them charges where now they can't be doctors and lawyers, now they have records. They're going to resort to crime. They're going to resort to crime. I understand that. So you do that over a decade. Over generations. Over generations. Now that community... Deteriorates. Yes. Now that's a high crime area. Okay. I, okay. When you break it down like that, I get. I get that, and I agree with that to a point. Um, I think that. So yeah, I'm a I'm a firm believer there is such thing as over policing in neighborhoods for sure. Um, and I agree with you that more police in a neighborhood isn't going to. It's going to have a dent in some crime, but it's not going to eliminate it ever. You know, and you're still going to have higher rates. Regardless of how many police are there, so I totally agree with that. Um, but I think, I mean, what is the alternative? Do we, if we, if we have these these neighborhoods with higher crime rates, do we just leave them alone and say, "Fuck See, it, that's not our problem"? This is this is what I say, and this is why I say I'll I'll put it on higher ups. I can't. It's the politicians mm -hmm. and the people making these laws Absolutely. of what you have to police. Yes. If you decriminalize drugs, 
you're going to eliminate so much crime because I don't know. I'm just throwing it out there. That's one of the main reasons you get to investigate people or look for things is drug crimes, things related to drugs. Am I wrong? In I, I believe that drugs have a very high influence on crime. Yes. But I don't think making them legal would stop, would slow down crime. I think especially like, a, let's talk about like a meth or heroin junkie. You know, if we make the meth or heroin legal, okay, that's fine. But they're still going to be meth and heroin junkies. They have to get money to pay for that. So, so they're going to be committing crimes. But here's the difference. It costs no more to grow cocaine than it does a tomato. Does it? You're not paying for the actual product. You're paying for the risk. Okay. So the countries that have decriminalized drugs, Portugal, the drug usage and the price of drugs plummets. So it's not expensive to get drugs, so people aren't having to resort to these things. Let me pause you. I think the bigger thing with, with drugs is the government makes too much money off of drugs. That's, just, that's, that's why my, I say that's I put my it take. above you. Yeah, that's, that's my take. I think there's so much money. I mean, drugs, narcotics is an industry, you know? and Probably the, big, the biggest industry. Bro, and let's say, like, narcotics treatment. I mean, there's so much money in the rehabs and the... The Narcan, you know, there's so much money in the treatment of drugs, which goes back to like same same with medication. You know, medication will always treat the illness; it'll never cure it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I don't think the government would ever put themselves in a position to cure the drug epidemic or stop it. If they wanted to, come on, bro! Like with all the the U.S. Customs and Border Patrol and all these intelligence services we have, they know where the dope's coming from. They yeah. always say, yeah, "Oh, yeah, it's sure. coming out of Mexico." Blah blah. If y'all wanted to stop that, you could. We found a. Uh, What's Al Qaeda dude's name? <laughs> bin Laden, bin Laden <laughs> in the middle of a cave complex, bro. Like, but you gonna tell me you already know where the dope's coming from, and y'all and y'all see it in the semi trucks and on the boats or whatever, and they're just like, oh, we can't deal with that. Yeah, so, you know. So I, we won't be realistic about it. That's something that I don't think that we know. That's above everybody. That drugs drive a lot. They're not gonna decriminalize drugs. Right. The things I think that can happen is when people say abolish the police. I think. Most people understand there's a need for police. There's certain things you absolutely need police for. Right. Traffic stops isn't one of them. Serving court papers and warrants, that isn't one of them. Okay. If you had a patrol, say like how Japan is or how these other countries are, where you have, they're part of the law enforcement, but they're, they don't arrest people. They just, you know, traffic stops usually a fine. If I'm not looking for drugs, a traffic stop's usually a fine. There's no re reason to have that interaction with the armed police officer who has the opportunity for escalation to happen. Okay, you got a busted taillight. I can, just like I give you a traffic ticket, I can bust a taillight on this registration and send you a bill to your house. I don't have to pull you over for that. Does that make sense? Things like I get, that. I get what you're saying, yes. Um, so, go ahead. The problem is going to be with that. How would you prove something like that? Take a picture of it and send it to him. The same way. Send it to who? Because if you send it to me, then I'm going to just tell him it wasn't, it's not my car. Or I wasn't driving it. The car is registered to you. So oh. for, for your vehicle to be on the road, it has to be in, in, in a certain operating condition. So the same way if I go across the bridge and I don't have that little thing. What if I ain't driving? They're going to send a picture of, of my car with the uh, license plate. And whether I'm driving it or not, your car went across that bridge. You got to pay for it. You own this car. Right, but that I mean you were the person guilty of that offense. Right. So it's gonna you're no, gonna be even if I'm not, I'm saying say if I lend you my car and you go to Indiana. Right. It's still coming to me. I exactly. Pay exactly. Because it's my car. 
you don't have, I wouldn't have to pay that. It, a bill would come to you. But if I didn't drive that car, then I didn't. What go you do if you go if if your car. If you well, go to, saying, you go to renew the tags. Criminal, they're gonna say yeah, I'm saying with a criminal offense. Now maybe that going across the bridge is something different. Uh, but but a criminal offense. If somebody's driving my car, I don't have to plead guilty to that. I'm not guilty of what a crime. About? Moving violations aren't criminal offenses. He, he's. I think what Bricks is saying is he he would eliminate the need for for traffic stops to be used to enforce Speeding criminal isn't violations. Speeding is a crime. It would be just it's for like for busted tail lights. I can pull you over, or speeding, or a license plate. Expired. I can pull Those you over. Those are moving But it has to crimes. stop there, is what I think he's saying. I just think limiting the opportunities for, to have interaction with police and just regular citizens, the, the policing that we need. Most shootings and things like that usually happen from benign traffic stops. You know, it's not, you think about George Floyd, uh, uh, Eric Garner, cigarette violation. You know, uh, oh, he got a, is, is the pocket knife he has illegal? Okay. How many people walk around with a pocket knife? I asked somebody this at work today. Do you think people need to be more accountable for their actions as well? People, yes. Uh, yeah. All right. So. To what extent, though? The extent of your life. <clears throat> so oh, I know where you're going to go with this. Yeah. So for me, bro, I think, bro, safety first. When I look at. And I can't say everyone, but when I look at situations like Eric Garner, I look at a situation like George Floyd, or um, I don't want to put this on a child, but um, Tamir Rice, he had a gun. Um, but those two. He had a BB gun. I but, know this, but, but who would know that? But right. my point is my point is this. At some point, bro, do you think we should be accountable for saving our own lives? And I, not him because he's a baby, but I'm just saying for those two grown men who put themselves in positions let me where they could later in. be killed. And this don't make the police right, but I'm just saying for you to put yourself in a situation to where it escalates to you dying. Tamir Rice had a, uh, you, I mean, you can go out this, had a BB gun and he was shot within one second of the officer pulling up on the scene. Okay, but you know that he was did. con but it's context to that. <coughs> and no again, and again, I'm not, <laughs> the I'm not asking the kid to be accountable, but I'm telling you these things happen for a reason. And is there something that we can do as people to to curtail those things? That's what I'm asking. Hold okay. on. So I will, hold on. I, I will. We're gonna we're gonna touch on Tamir Rice second after this one. I'm gonna say that I I'm not an advocate telling people that you need to like back down or 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 like for lack of a better term like I don't. Survived the encounter is what he said. Is he? I, th I think it's more. I think it's more so. Yes, there there have been several incidents where where let's say the the person who ended up dying should be the person held responsible for what happened. Mm -hmm. um, but then also there have been several incidents where the police officer was totally in the wrong, and I'll say that forever. Um, Eric Garner's. I, I'm not going to say he was in the wrong. I mean, he's selling cigarettes. I don't give a shit about somebody selling cigarettes. Whatever it is, what it is, but. Uh, in the NYPD's view, that was a, a neighborhood a nuisance or something, nuisance, you know. Yeah. Um, but I mean, do we need to send police officers to enforce that for cigarettes? You know what I'm saying? Like, who are you hurting? You're hurting corporate America that sells cigarettes because right. you're selling them on your own? Whatever. I don't care about that. Um, I think that that officer, you know, probably did too much as far as the, with the chokehold and things 100%. like that. Um, but I, I think there's variable, and we I, we obviously can't get into the whole thing. But I think there's variables with that one where like Eric Garner was a, a large man, from what I remember, and the police mm -hmm. officer seemed smaller. And I think I don't I don't remember if they said the chokehold was purposeful to like cut off his oxygen, or if it was more like a I want to control him to be able to bring him to the ground some kind of way. I don't remember which one it was, but either way, it was he against 
policy. Right. Either way, it was like a policy violation and a person died from that incident. So I say we need to go back to, and I'm a strong advocate for this. As a police officer, we get sent to so many calls that have nothing to do with policing at all. Like I will easily say 85% of my day and probably every other police officer in the city today is spent dealing with situations that do not require a police response or shouldn't require a police response. Right. And the problem is with those, they can spiral into something that now my hand is forced in dealing with. You know, um, so for instance, like um, I think Alton Sterling was another guy that was killed in, in Louisiana. I think it was. And the police were initially called there because he was selling DVDs or CDs at the gas station. Right. Sure. Okay. Let's take it in our, in our world, in our culture, that's just normal. Right. Yeah. That's, that's a norm of the community we grew up in. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. It's not hurting my feelings that somebody's selling CDs or whatever. I don't give a shit. But obviously somebody, some community member or even the business owner called the police and was like, hey, he's doing this, which is illegal. So we want him gone. Right. So if it were me, I'm a, and I'm paraphrasing, but if it were me, I can pull up, see the dude selling DVDs. Hey, bro, look, they don't want you here. Can you leave? Yeah. The end. Be done with it. Right now, if he wants to. You know, turn hell it into no. something more. Right. <laughs> you know, if it turns into woo 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 and hell no, I'm not leaving. And, you know, I'm not, y'all fucking with me for no reason, blah, blah. Choke then, <laughs> <laughs> no. But I'm saying, like, at that point, it goes back to what you're saying. Now you're kind of, that person is kind of escalating the situation. Whereas, depending on the mood of the police officer that day, either he's going to sit there and be like, all right, man, whatever, I don't care, and leave, or he's going to get an attitude and check him. You I know think, what I'm saying? I, I think that's what he's saying. He's more in the vein of, all right, they in the wrong. So who's have the encounter. Hold on, who's in the wrong? The 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 say you get pulled over illegally or whatever, whatever mm-hmm. however it goes, whatever's wrong, you're you need to survive the encounter. So you can fly off the handle and make it worse. And is that what you're saying? They can make that's what they escalate in the situation. I want y'all to understand I believe the police are wrong in every one of these scenarios that I mentioned. <laughs> but the problem is that doesn't change the fact that the onus is on you to go home. That's what I'm saying. And if we had not, if I had not done certain things, <clears throat> none of these things would have happened. I know I only say this because I've been I've been I've just dealt with this so much in my life. And my interactions with the police changed as I got older and I understood, bro. I don't stand a win on the corner, bro. I can't get away from them. So when I take off running, I know I'm not gonna beat whatever they got for me. I can't beat them. Sometimes if, you can if you fast. Very, very few <laughs> times, bro. Uh, <laughs> I, I get I'm not going to outfight him. Yeah. I'm not going to out-argue him. <clears throat> There's no win for me there. I can win in court. I can win somewhere else. But you can't win I can't in court win either. I get what you're saying. I can. You can. You're gonna, you'll you can. Be, I think what he's saying is you'll be allowed to make it to court. Yeah. I just, Which uh, it's I, I do not advocate that, um, that reason. I understand it. And it's unfortunate that we even have to look at it like that. But, I mean, I think realistically that's where we're at. And it's unfortunate. I... I'd be a hypocrite to say I don't agree on something <clears throat> and it's because my son wants a jail blaster. <clears throat> my son can't have a jail blaster. He lives in a white community with white police, and he's always the only black kid. All your friends got him. You can't have him because for the same reason he said when he talked about uh, Tamir Rice, mm-hmm. there's no excuse in that. There's none. Like, But that's a possibility that I have to understand if my son's walking around the neighborhood with his friends playing with a gun, uh, that's a— a 
that they all play it with. Looks like a, somebody yeah. could call the police on him and kill him. Right. But you do understand the jail blast that looks nothing like the gun that Tamir Rice had. Facts. Here, but I, here, I here's what I, where, where I go with this and what I tell you. <laughs> all right, we're going to pop off right here because this is my, there in my mind, I Who's go by the, I go by the, uh, the same standard use of force as our military, as NATO, and as most of the countries around the world. You have to have meet three criteria to have daily force. You have to have means. You have to have uh, you have to have the means to do it. Intent, intent, and then you have to make an action. So it's just, does he have a gun? Yes. Not good enough. Not good enough. Well, Can't kill one. somebody for having a gun. Well, he had one. Because it's not illegal to have a gun. I know, but he had one. But what was, what was the person doing with the gun? Pointed at people. Alleged, according to the call that they received, right. he was pointing a gun at people in the park. Right. So there's your intent. So we have to right? take that into consideration. Yeah. But he wrote, when he wrote up on the scene, is that happening? Because as an officer, you have you know, I'm sure you get, y'all get calls that are wrong all the time. I can't go in assuming, my job is to investigate. It's not to go in, this person said uh, he's shooting 10 people up here and it's, it's going, okay, I got to go make sure that's what's going on. I can't just act off what they said is 100% fact. I get that, but you you have to take that in consideration yeah. when you're responding. So I, I totally get what you're saying. Yeah. When he rolled up on Tamir, his hands was to the, to the side and he was standing up, standing like this. Dude hopped out of his car, slid across the hood, and shot him. Then a second, the car was still rolling. Yeah, you're wrong. That can happen nowhere else in the world. But no, well, I'm not. Gonna it it seems like we kind of having an argument about whether he was wrong for killing Tamir Rice or not. Are we having that argument right no, now? No, I'm saying I, want you I, to, get, I get what you're saying, but there's some instances you, you like you use Tamir Rice as a reason to be responsible for your actions. No, no, no. And I'm just like I don't. Accepting accountability for something. I don't know if he there's any accountability on to murder. When we play this back, you're gonna see that you're making an argument for no reason. You when you you <laughs> let, make the let accountability. Me, let me interrupt y'all's back and forth real quick. I'm I would not I I do not agree with the police officer's actions in Tamir Rice's situation. At all. I do not agree with it. But I can say that unfortunately, Tamir Tamir Rice put himself in a bad situation by having a gun that looked just like a real gun. You can look 100%. back at my Instagram post. I've came across several BB guns or airsoft guns that look just like real guns, but you can't That's tell. Airsoft. Some of them you really, you legit cannot tell. There's some that look just like the Glock I carry every day. Sure. Nothing different about it. Um, so I will say that Tamir put himself in a bad, and man, you know, as a 12 year old child, you don't think like that. You don't think that I'm, I'm, potentially going to get hurt by playing with this toy gun. You know what I'm saying? Because he just looks at it like a toy probably. Right. Yeah. You know? Uh, but it was it was a bad unfortunately it was a bad decision on his part to be out in a public place like that. But again, I will say there are people who call the police for every single thing, right? Yeah. Now, if I remember right, it was like an older gentleman that saw him and called 911. And he said the gun was fake. He did, and the dispatcher didn't relay it, which I think the dispatcher got fired for that too. But right. what I'm what I'm what I'm getting at is that person who called the police, instead of calling the police and bringing that whole element in, how hard would it have been just walk up to him and be like, hey, "Excuse me, son, like you probably shouldn't do that." Especially if you know the guns. Then that young nigga wearing that shiesty mask pops his ass. (laughs) Now what? I'm just. (laughs) 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 Nah, I I just think we would would drastically reduce police shootings if we just held held the same standard that our military has. That's it. I, I I think the military has stricter rules to a point, but I think that it's unreasonable to say that we have to follow the same rules that the military does. 
Here's, and here's, that's here's why I don't think it's unreasonable. Damn, can he tell you why he think it's unreasonable? I'm talking to him right now. Fuck him. <laughs> he don't like little too much. He won't. <laughs> Go it's crazy. You said you want demilitarization. Huh? You said you want. We should be demilitarized. What's Whatever that? the fuck that word. Demilitarized. What's that got to do with the use of force standard? Ah, I see. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I was I'm, saying, I was like, I'm saying if this would end, so does he have a gun? Okay. Yeah. Because in America, it is not illegal to have a gun. So I hate that. It is illegal a for a kid to have a gun, though. You don't know he's a kid till you get. You don't know nothing. He you don't know. know you, no, he don't know nothing about this kid. He didn't know that kid from paint. He ain't ran him. He ain't seen his ID. He doesn't know anything about this kid. Is it illegal in America to have a gun? No. Is that alone a crime? No. We can have guns. We're allowed to have. Okay. Guns. I, okay. Do you have a gun? Is it pointed at somebody? Now, right. if I pull up on you and a gun's pointed at somebody, and I shoot you, right. and I'm in the wrong because it was something. That, okay. That's going to be a super rare occurrence. But if I'm putting my one. Cops say I put my life on the line. It's, no, you didn't. You 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 killed him before you put your life on the line. He didn't do nothing yet. I get that. He had a hammer. I get that. So, if my uh, kid's mother works in um worked in a mental home, and they had to take training all the time, people came in their weapons with all the time on how to do takedowns mm-hmm. and take down people. They are not allowed to kill anyone. Mm-hmm. They come in with screwdrivers. They come in. Nurses take the same training, which is your wife. I'm sure she takes the same thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, she works in psych, actually, right now. They have this. They also they, don't carry guns, though. Okay, so that's what that's that's my what I'm saying. And they don't have the incident. But if they did, I'm sure they would shoot a lot more motherfuckers. <laughs> You're so, saying they're able to take people have, down. But since they don't have that option, it's removed from them. Right. They have to figure out a way. Right. And I think that's our problem. Is we have a we have a police force. That shit. If I got a hammer, everything's a nail, baby. Hey, but I also want you to understand, you're talking about two different things. You're talking about an open world versus a controlled environment. I I think he's meaning like just the general sentiment being that, you know, these healthcare workers are trained in, in taking people down that are armed without having the benefit of having a gun on their sides, whereas police officers have a gun and won't even try to go hands-on, right? Yeah, but in a controlled environment, they don't have guns either. So when you go into places like Wellstone or you go into places like uh, the Brook. They got hammers. They, they, uh, hammers. There's been incidents of hammers and screwdrivers. Dude, what'd you say dude didn't have oh. no legs? Yeah, I'm saying you can't. Bro, hey, I saw that the other day, man. You can fight off a man with a hammer. Or but they don't. They not, Nobody's fighting off a man with a hammer. Oh, you talking about the police? Yeah. Oh. They gonna pop his ass. <laughs> I will, yeah. <laughs> 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 That's what I'm saying. I think that I think that there needs to be more of a, a standard as to just because you can doesn't mean you should. You know what I'm saying? For sure. Um, and I think too many, just like that that situation with the dude with no legs is really bothering me because I just found out about that yesterday. I ain't watched the video. He it's just it's ugly. I can do. I don't you, see how you can shoot a motherfucker with no legs. Bro, it, it, it's ugly. I can do you one better. There's one in Arizona where a guy's in a wheelchair and this police officer shot and killed him in a wheelchair. He's just, it was gross. You can look at it on YouTube. Um, <clears throat> I think I think that a lot of times police officers are put into these situations where it's, you don't have to use deadly force, but they choose to, yeah. right? And a lot of times it's justified, even if we don't agree with it. And it's a term we call, it's called lawful but awful. Um. And I, I'm not saying that's okay. I'm definitely not saying that. I'm saying I wish that there was more of a 
I guess I'm kind of agreeing with you to a point where I'm saying I wish there was more of a standard. What, what is it? Uh, is it quali- is it qualified immunity? Qualified, qualified immunity. immunity. For sure. Mm-hmm. That you just can't. If there was, I will tell you before you even get into it, if there was no qualified immunity, people wouldn't be police officers for the most part. Because you could get sued for everything? Right. There's there's no way that I would even show up to work to write a, a busted tail like ticket if we didn't have some you, level you of You shouldn't protection. have to write a busted tail like ticket. The I'm just saying. Made should have to <laughs> <laughs> I'm just All right. We're going to do Brix's 180. Kind of, but not fully. With social media becoming such a huge part of everybody's lives, I want people to hear from a police officer, especially my younger homies. <laughs> How many cases are built off Instagram alone? Listen, Instagram alone is probably one of the greatest tools that police officers have now, for real. I mean, I, I mean, any social media account is a great tool for, and I'm not spilling any secrets as well known but it's a great tool for law enforcement as a whole man fuck 12 man we bro. only big man <laughs> no, listen, listen big money big guts bro do you I will tell you for a fact there have Zah, been people pull up bro if y'all go live stream and you holding big boy gun Dracos and got a big old zip of weed blah blah your friends are not the only people who can see that, bro, <laughs> at all. So when you get a knock on your door, or better yet, they don't knock and your door just comes flying open, don't be surprised because sure. you literally, you're you're giving it away, bro. Like, yeah. But no, for real, like um, literally with social media, and I think it's more part of a bigger conspiracy, but with social media, you literally can find out every single thing about a person yeah. that you want to find out. Wow. I can find out, you know, who you are. Uh, who your people are, what kind of car you drive, because everybody's posting their steering wheel or a selfie with their car. Yeah. Um, I can tell if you try to live a high class lifestyle, you just wear a bunch of designer clothes, or you just are are humble. Um, I can figure out who your girl is because your girl's probably gonna post you more than you post her. <laughs> uh, but you know, if I go back, That's another show. I went back fifty <laughs> weeks and I found this one girl. She tagged you. I'm gonna look her shit up. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And now I figured out who she is, where she's staying, blah, blah. I mean, it's 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 an endless web of free information that of people put out there. Yeah. Basically, it really is. And but, people, you know, yeah. but I, I love it. Rats and they be the one I support watching. social media. Continue. <laughs> <laughs> hey, honestly, that's a clip. <laughs> hey, I think, bro, people just become so consumed and it's so natural to us to share everything that we not even, a lot of people ain't even coherent that they just giving all of this shit away. True. You're talking about accountability, but okay, you can, if you're a regular citizen living your life, you ain't got nothing to hide, you ain't got nothing to worry about. But if you're committing illegal activities, don't help them. So that nah, is accountability. I, you can't be nah, mad you, at nobody you gotta for be accountable your dumb ass because sure. you're posting money, money phone stuff on it, like it's backwards. Mm-hmm. I still, I think social media is still new, still relatively new. I don't think this the same shit's going to be as useful of a tool in 30 years. If it's even still around in 30 Shit, years. How old are phones and niggas still using them? Mm. Yeah. Dang. I'm talking about, I'm not saying they're going to drop social media cold turkey. I'm saying enough people get knocked for doing certain shit, then they gonna stop doing the dumb Niggas shit. Niggas are still mm-hmm. talking on the people phone. People are still gonna be stupid. <laughs> people, people are still gonna be stupid. What they say on the wide, yeah, that's his, uh, that's his cousin on his mama side. <laughs> <laughs> Telling everything. Hey, best police show ever made. All right. So, you think being a police officer like helps you in dating or hurts you? Man, look. I... Personally, I can only speak from my experience, but hey, they love they love it out here. They love they say chicks love a nigga in a uniform. Hey, they love they chicks will have no filter. You in a uniform, just posted up somewhere. Chicks will walk no, but 
uh, realistically, <laughs> I think I, I think it's made me more careful um, because I mean, in in a city like ours, like everybody, you know, it's it's already like you know three degrees of separation. Like we all know somebody mutual, right? Yeah, for sure. And it's you got even two to eliminate all degrees bruh, of separation. It's know? even smaller in the police world. Like somebody always is going to know a cop. Like, oh, my cousin's a cop. My best friend from high school's a cop. Blah blah. So if I meet this girl out on the street from from whatever situation, first thing she's going to do is call her one friend that she knew at one point that was a cop. And like, hey, well, you know this dude? Then that dude's going to call some other people. Hey, guess who's trying to talk to Paris? Blah, blah, blah. And then your business is out here. Um, but even worse, I mean, I think I think being a police officer, it makes it it makes it you have to be more careful because, I mean, you on the spotlight, bro. Like. If let's say I meet this girl and I I treat her bad some kind of way or or something yeah. something goes sideways, she's got to make that one phone call to Internal Affairs and for sure your your career could be over. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, could be over. You could also catch them cheating though, bitch. I'm gonna tap your phone. <laughs> I, I heard that, that might have happened. Oh shit! I was just joking. Uh, but not for me. I say I did. But one, my biggest pet peeve. Speaking on dating, my biggest pet peeve is when you see cops on like dating sites and they take a picture in their uniform and post like, "Bro, what is wrong with you? Like you? Yeah. That's lame. That's they super got the lame." American to me. flag behind them. No, like with the uh, with the, uh, the date me, bro, Hey, like come on, bro. What's I the uh, what's the what's it like? <laughs> I always wonder, I I grew up, because you grew up in the hood, around all these black people, knowing how we feel about police officers, mm-hmm. and then you join the police force. You don't just cut, turn off being black, being the black kid from Hell the West no. End. That's part of it. Hell no. How does, like, yes. your, does it alter your view of how you view the force when you're inside it? Do you move different? Do you see shit that just... Man, I think, I think that, you know, you, the, the way I always put it, you black before you blue, mm-hmm. you know? Um, and I think I think being a black person and then being a police officer, you you have a totally different viewpoint than the majority of the people that you work with, right? Yeah. Especially if you came from the hood, because you that's what you used to, right? And you might have more of an interest in that community as far as making sure they safe or, or jamming other people that need to be jammed up so everybody else is okay. You know what I'm yeah. saying? But when you when you have a police officer that comes from, let's say like Oldham County or something, right? And you throw them. No shade, <laughs> but let's say let's say not for real. Let's say your police officer came from Oldham County or, or even worse, somewhere far eastern Kentucky, yeah. right? Damn. And you make a police officer and you put them in the West End, right? It's their first experience dealing with a whole bunch of black people. It's my grandma sure. getting it's ugly, bro. Somebody grandma. It's, it's, it's I'm, and I'm, I'm not saying grass. everybody because every every white police officer in the West End is definitely not like this because I worked with plenty of them. So and I love you guys, but there will be some some what we would consider norms. That yeah. they're gonna run into and be like, what is what's going on with this? This, this is illegal. You know, something's wrong yeah. about this gathering. You know, Dino's, yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like yeah. for sure. Yeah, yeah it's, it's you totally you yeah. definitely bring a different skill. So you bring cultural a cultural understanding. You bring, yes, a definitely a cultural understanding. And then people I've noticed throughout my career, like when when we if I we get a call and it's you know involving black people, they're gonna flock to me first. To tell yeah. me whatever information that they got, or so they snitch. No, I don't mean it like that. Even <laughs> the I mean, they got. it happens, but I mean more so like they they're gonna come to me first because they're gonna trust that I'm gonna deal with their situation effectively, right? Yeah. Um, and then if I don't, I just drop the ball for everybody. But um, and I think that's another reason why that Memphis situation hurts so bad because literally, like every black officer I know. We have all had to we we face our own struggles, right? Being a police officer, e- even on the police department, you know what I'm saying. 
And we have done so much work, especially since like 2020, to try to portray this image that, you know, listen, we we don't support that bullshit they were doing. You know, we are in tune with the black community because we're black, too. We just happen to be police officers. And these dudes did that. And it just totally just instantly just yeah, washed away the, the little bit of, I guess, uh, clout that we had. You know what I'm saying? That's always uh mm-hmm. That's always be a young part people. of being a, being a nigga. It's like we do one <laughs> yeah. thing, and it's 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 you know made to represent the whole community. Mm-hmm. But it's so basically, police is getting treated like niggas. Hey, do y'all got <laughs> y'all got a black table at work? <laughs> <laughs> I always wanted that. Like, is it like a group of black people that hang together oh, and all the white police are in the break room? Hey, you know what? Real talk. Um, I will say that. The, the black officers that I worked with, like everybody knows everybody. You know what I'm saying? And you you will have a different, and not all of them, because there's some that are total snakes or whatever, but for the most part, you're going to have a, a different level of bond yeah. with the other black officers because they're going through the same shit you've had to go through. So it's yeah. a black table. It's, it's, yeah, it's, a, it's, a, point. it's, it's, it's a nigga table and a negro to, table. To a, to a point, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right, you want to do your this or that now? Well, yeah. I, I, got nah, I got. I, I got. Clip. Clip. I don't got no clip. But I, just <laughs> wanted, I just wanted to ask you a couple of questions, and this kind of like you know, um, it's short. You don't got to really go into detail. Oh, he, oh, oh, so break it down to him how he wants to do it. Introduce your new segment. Oh, not well. This is gonna be called. We just gonna call it uh, the high seat for right now. We'll come up with something else Quick later. Answers. But it's okay. yeah, no. it's just short form. Okay. So I'm gonna just ask you like just a series of questions. Is that cool? Yeah. Like God black? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Is defunding the police a good idea? Terrible idea. I think don't defund, but divest. Okay. Are police uh, adequately held accountable for the actions? Depends on where you're at. In okay. short. Is race- so basically in Japan. <laughs> <laughs> Is race a motivating factor in most police stops? I say no. Do black lives matter? Yes. Gotcha. You'll, you'll never hear me say all lives matter. <laughs> you were trying to set me up. <laughs> all right, no, hold on. Is God black? Why you, you think God's black? What you, let's give it to me. I just asked if God's black. I, I took first of all, the reason, the reason I asked that question is because I feel like most um, police, I feel like being a police, you have to be more conservative. And it's hard to be a liberal as a police, I think. Am I off on that? I, I, no, I think you're right. Yeah, it's, it's, to me, it's just kind of Law like, and order is conservative. Yeah. But sure. So I think it's like hard to be that. So a lot of conservatives are super God. And are you are you right? I'm I'm a Christian. I'm not a super, you know, go to church every Sunday, preach the Bible to you. When the last person. time you went to church? Actually, I went I went uh December. Mm, I went in December. What for Christmas? Christmas? Yeah, before Christmas. I didn't go to Christmas services before. Can't even Christmas. talk shit about you. I ain't right? been in years. Right. <laughs> hey, I hadn't been in years before that though, for real. Yeah. So God so, God's black to me. I think God's God, black. I, don't believe, I think I don't his, historically, I mean God's black. I don't think God's any color. Why not? God? Energy is no color. Mm. Oh, God is energy? Maybe I'm getting confused with Jesus. Mm. See, I told you. Jesus, I don't Jesus wasn't black. Jesus, that nigga was Jesus, Palestinian. He, mm, Jesus. Man, we, that, we're not going to do the Jamaican. The, the, the Jamaican Jesus, Jesus with the dreadlocks. <laughs> you, hey, you ain't never seen a picture of the, 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 the black Jesus they got nigga look like this with dreads. I heard about the water and the fish, not some jerk chicken. <laughs> <laughs> hey man, we ain't talk about and sex none this episode because yeah. we ain't heard Sean. 
Dang, <laughs> I ain't hey, said a word. I know it's bricks. Really, you ain't throw the, you ain't throw the alley oop to my brother. I, I was great asking on this, but I want her Vern about this guy being black. I don't have you know. I ain't got nothing. Like that. <laughs> <laughs> you look like you was itching to jump in to say nah, something. Nah, 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 nah. I, I actually wasn't. I actually, but but hey, I just want to know my my God we, take is just for content, yo. If, if we uh if we uh, uh oh are done though, I got I got a question for Brandon. Uh, <laughs> you had you had uh have you ever been like ready to quit? Twenty twenty, I know. You can't, say, you can't answer that. Don't answer that. Why not? I'm not. That's me. Some I, shit to get the nigga fired. No, 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 no. I'll I'll answer that. It. I wouldn't say I wanted to quit. I'd say. I say 2020 for for the majority of cops was was a a fucking shock for lack of a better word. You know and what I'm about, saying? about 2020, about people don't know what 2020 what happened in 2020. Yeah, man, I know what happened. Yeah, because you from her. Right. And 2020 was the Breonna Taylor case, right? The Breonna Taylor protest. So that's what he's talking about. Yeah, I, I mean the and it, it, you know it wasn't just Breonna Taylor. It was it was George Floyd, Breonna Taylor, and it was like a culmination yeah. of all these events that came to a head. You know. Yeah. Um. So I wouldn't I wouldn't say it was I was ready to quit. It was more like it was a real like awakening type moment. You know what I'm saying? Where it was yeah. like, is this am I doing it was more like am I doing the right thing with my life by being in this profession? Okay. And yeah, then an overtime yeah, yeah. check hit and you forget? Mm-hmm. Bro, it, <laughs> hey, that overtime check was nice, but <laughs> what did you uh what you have uh didn't you have like a picture or something that was all over the news? I, yeah, I did. Uh, that was that was. I didn't see that. I need to Google it. Yeah, that was totally unplanned. Um, that was during the, the protest. Yeah, it was. What it, was it? A little black kid coming up to you, trying yeah. to give you a hug. Okay, breathe. Okay, breathe. He had a Pepsi He had that barrel. No, it was. Get back, little nigga. Bruh. Nah, what, what, what was the, I can't remember the picture. It was it was uh it was during the it was like right probably around the beginning of yeah, the yeah, of yeah. the protests and riots and stuff. Um and it was it was actually a black woman, a grown woman. Uh, she actually reached out to me on Facebook not too long after that picture kind of went viral. Her name's Miss Trumbo and she's a teacher. She's a teacher here in Louisville. Mm, I went to school with her people. So. Um yeah, I'm sure it can't be too many Trumbo. You know, not a uh, common name. My- Montez Trumbo, um, great football player. Go ahead. Anyway, yeah. so I here's the story behind that because most people don't know. Uh, most people don't really care to know, but um, during, when we were in those, in those protests, working all them long hours and crazy, and it was it literally felt like the whole world was against you, bro. For real, for real, for real. Um, I cannot undertone that. Um, anyway, so I see this woman in the crowd, and this is you know a, a pretty aggressive crowd, people mad, whatever, and they had every right to be, to be honest. Mm-hmm. Um, but I saw this woman and she had her um, her megaphone and she was crying while she was addressing people and stuff. And real talk, like no bullshit. I looked at her and I saw my mom for real, for real, because um, she she just reminded me of my mom for whatever. Maybe just older black woman. And I don't I don't. Your mom know. was a teacher too. Right? Yeah, she was. Cool as I knew she was. Um, but I looked at her and she reminded me of my mom. And I was so like just emotionally, for lack of a better word, fucked up yeah. because of all that stuff going on. I saw her and I motioned for her to come over. And I just gave her a hug because it was like I just needed that mama hug, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like for and that for real, like was just like I can't explain to you how peaceful that was just in that moment, you know what I'm saying? Um, like it was like for real, like everything just kind of shut off. I didn't hear all these people screaming. I didn't have to worry about nobody throwing shit at me or whatever. I just had this this woman like the embrace, you know what yeah. I'm saying? It was just nice. Yeah. And coincidentally, it just it kind of went viral. That's I got dope. Now I got to go look for it. That's dope. Hey yeah. man. Uh, you ever wore shorts? 
It's a uniform. <laughs> that, that, like the, the Reno like shorts. Yeah, yeah. Man, you know you what? Had, you had a pair, didn't you? Bruh, I did. I, I can't. So, so check this out. I got, I got a story. I got a story. I hate, I hate police shorts. I hate cops in shorts now. Me, my brother, a good friend of ours, went out one night, right? With, with some homegirls. We, uh, we went to a bar, party, had a good time. We leave the bar, go back to the car. One of the homegirls' car window don't got smashed out. Whoosh. Got to be a long night. Mm. So you know, we sit there with a while. They call the police. Police pull up. Guess who walks up? With their Reno 911. Why are you wearing shorts at night, man? It was probably just left the bar, so it got to be like 1, 2 in the morning. Bro, it was late. Yeah. It was probably summertime. <laughs> Listen, they probably had just green lighted us to wear shorts, and I was like, "I'm gonna try these, Bruh, I'm gonna tell you, probably, probably that was probably the first and last night I wore them because after really? I wore them, and bro, all it takes is you go through one, you know, overgrown field or one dirty ass crack house, and you getting stuff all over you. And I was just like, "This is disgusting." Yeah. <laughs> Never again. Now when I see cops in shorts, I'm like. Mark, yeah. <laughs> rookie, Bruh, go back to the valley, rookie. Yeah. You, uh, is it a? Have you ever been in a situation where you're like, oh man, I'm gonna have to fight this dude, and ain't no wins for me? Oh, bro, <laughs> hey. If I lie, if I lied and said no, absolutely, bro. There's been there's been some some times where I was like, man, I really hope he just calms down. <laughs> Yeah, I'm gonna get one good swing on him after that. If that nigga just don't fall, like <laughs> hey, stop resisting. Bro, I don't want I don't want to dampen it, but I do want to ask. He gonna dampen it when you go when you in those rooms. When you in those rooms with like other police officers who have opposing opinions on t- in terms of like people. Uh, <clears throat> the outcomes of these cases mm. is that are those conversations that y'all can have or are y'all split on that or how's that go? Man, I I I have no problem addressing you know the elephants in the room. You know what I'm saying <laughs> some people find it better just sit there and be quiet and don't say nothing. But I ain't never been like that. Okay. Um, if I don't agree with you, like I'm gonna tell you, like no, I think you're wrong because if I got a good backup for it. Um, but sometimes, I mean, sometimes you do got to pick your battles, especially if you knew, sure. if you a new guy yeah. and yeah. you come into the room and you're going to argue with the vets, you're going to be ostracized because they're going to be like, who, who the fuck are you? You know, What's what it look like when you ostracize? What, like what? It, it can be a lot. It can. It's, I mean, it's happened to me before to a, to a point. Um, but it, get your ass after this it, interview. Bro, okay. it, hey, <laughs> listen, they, they've already tried to get me. That's a different story. But anyway, um, it can look like. Guys aren't going to trust you if you got to be the one to back them up. You know, they're going to if you, you know, if you pull up and, you know, we had words before and I don't trust that you're going to be the one that actually if we got to fight somebody or whatever. It's not, nah, bro. Go back to your car. I'm going to call somebody else. It's going to take care of this. You know what I'm saying? Or it'll be uh, nobody's going to talk to you and wrote in the briefing room. It's gonna. I mean, it, it can be a bunch of different things. Yeah, they can't tell you about Victor Sweet. You gonna want it all in? Could have been a sweet deal for me. That's a sweet deal for me. Could have been a sweet deal for the both of us. That's just a sweet deal for me. You snitch for an ultimate feast. <laughs> <laughs> That's crazy. Does, have you ever? 
Have you ever been like seen somebody you knew from back in the day or something, and they went to snitch? How they walked in the station, and he was like, "Ah, oh, look at this." <laughs> <laughs> well, well, well. <laughs> Kobe, my nigga, it had to be him. <laughs> uh, no, I I have not ran into somebody personally that I grew up with that I knew was you know. Uh, Copping deals or whatever, but I know yeah, it can't happens. Say it definitely, it, it definitely happens. It happens all the time. You know, it happens all the time. I thank my dog Brandon for coming through. I hope we gave an honest take on uh, police officers and policing, and we just we could just talk as people instead of being combative. Because I don't like the police, but mm. I like you. Mm. I appreciate you know? that, dog. I ain't gonna. I'm gonna leave it at that. And <laughs> the fire firefighters. Yeah, yeah. There ain't no song called "Fuck the Firefighters." <laughs> nah, but I think you did an amazing job of articulating your points and, and giving your side. And we got a better understanding of what y'all deal with going both ways. Appreciate. So it. I appreciate we can definitely you. have a part two later on. I appreciate you coming through, and I'm definitely gonna have you back. Absolutely. All right, we reached a part of the show that we like to call. Put your fucking hands behind your back. Stop resisting. Damn, I had I had police this or that. Ah, damn, you did have a cold one, but he had to go on a call, yeah, so man. he had to get up out of here. I had all police this or that. Let's so. do it. Let me get one of them. You want? Uh, I want the one that you said was a cold one. Which one? Nah, the baton of the fucking. Ah, uh, no, yeah, we can't, <laughs> we can't, that do, we can't that. do it now. That'd have been great. Damn. damn. <clears throat> all right, yeah. Well, let's go to the regular danglers. <laughs> oh, well, it's just us now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We're all you got. <laughs> all right. What's, what's worse, physical pain or emotional pain? That shit, man. Let's just end the show. Come on, bro. Why are you saying that? Why are you saying that? That's a total. Da- what's, was a, all right. Well, we can what? do it. Uh, nah, hell no. Nah, I like that. That's good, though. What's worse, it's physical pain or emotional pain? What's wrong? Right. He wants to keep it. He still wants to keep it about police officers. No, I don't. Okay. okay. Mike, Mike Lowry. Or uh, Jimmy up. McNulty. I Emotion, got it on my phone. For emotional this pain. Nigga gonna go. Emotional okay. pain because you can uh, physical shit you can heal from. Emotional, like pain you can from. see the scars go away. You can heal. Yeah. Emotional, you gotta like do some self work and all that. Okay, so, that shit can last decades. All right, all right, so your girlfriend from three three months broke up with you, or you broke your leg. Which one would you rather have? <sighs> three months. That leg gonna hurt three months. <laughs> Show me too much. Time. Nah, it depend on the connection for real though. For real, you know, three months you still early. You still yeah. like her. Yeah, you like her, like her. If she left and you in three months, she left out the blue. She left out the blue. She left you in three months. I'm trying to show y'all something, man. Why emotional pain is worse than physical pain? What are you looking for a song, <laughs> bro? Be- put that woman first, singles? bro. The bro. way when the way Jaheem sung on this, put your woman first. <laughs> Bro, can't play it on YouTube, man. man. Bro, y'all gotta listen to the end of that shit, bro. When he started hollering, bro, it was over. At that point, bro, you already know, bro. Physical pain ain't nothing, bro. He was hurt, man. Yeah, I'm with you. Don't yeah. nobody want to be like him, bro. What about you, quiet guy? Never been hurt in his life. <laughs> I only do the hurting. There you go. There you go again. Well, I gotta pause that too. Yeah, dog. These niggas say you gotta put a what year is this? Two thousand next to your name, dog. What is this? Two thousand five, man. What you gotta put a sock? Everything you've been saying the craziest shit next to your name, nigga. You're forty. Stop pausing shit. 
Did you hear him? He said you got to put you a got all the tools to go deep. <laughs> and that was real. Did you hear when he said you got to put a sausage next to yeah, your name? Yeah, the first three times you said it, Vern. Hey, you got to put a sausage next to your name, dog. No Going to have a motherfucking uh, eggplant egg pop up next to my head. Put the eggplant right there. You <laughs> 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 said what I prefer. Yeah. Nah, which is nice. worse? Which is, uh, which is worse? worse? I don't think nobody prefers some pain. I said, but if I had a choice, but uh, yeah, emotional pain. Hey, no bullshit aside, bro. Like, it's been times, but like when somebody died that you real close to, bro, it really hurts, bro. Like it dead hurt. That shit is crazy, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, sorry, like. <laughs> hey, I think the first time sorry. I uh, like you really go through a, a breakup and you can't eat. Like, can't bleed. yeah that that that's the hurt and that shit yeah you can feel you there's wow. physical pain and emotional pain your, like, body, your, your body, body start yeah that's why they say like when they uh i don't fuck with dr sebi but people who are like that yeah. who say your mind you can catch a disease a certain kind of disease and your mind can over overcome it recipes y'all, y'all believe in it Say it again. <laughs> What'd you say? Like you know how they say some things you can no mentally, stress your mind. You can I believe I'm gonna beat this. I believe I'm gonna get better, mm-hmm. and you can get better. No, uh, I don't believe that. But I do I believe don't. that. I do believe that things like stress do attribute. They do uh, attribute to diseases. I do believe in the placebo effect, though, which is what you're talking about to a degree. Why? Sorry, because it's probably some science. It's, to it. It, yeah, it is. No, a place a placebo is literally something that means right. literally yeah right. Like, and there's okay. been studies done. That's why they give placebo. Like there's been studies done to where they took a control group, gave them, and they all had the same ailment. I can't give you the ailment, but these people took the pill. These people didn't. A certain number of these people expressed that they were healed, and they didn't take shit mm. but a sugar pill. Mm. Because they believe they was because they believe yeah. Placebo. And all this mm. time I thought y'all meant placenta. Like they was. Yeah. Did you eat the placenta? What? You ate the placenta? Nah, but he looked like he would eat one. He said, "I look like I would." <laughs> nigga talking about my teeth. <laughs> <laughs> nah, I think he was talking about you a hippie. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, this nigga played the worst music. Tried to give y'all be making fun of my music, bro. Listen to Fire. the Steophilus London. Fire. The shit sounded like Bobby Brown. Fire. Bobby Brown. Bobby, Bobby Brown's fire. Bobby Brown ain't fine. Bobby Brown. It sounded like Bobby Brown in 2023. That's crap. But he was so hype about it. Like, you know when a nigga send you a link to an eye, you know what I'm saying? This is the one. It was the one. It was the one. We gotta make. We gonna take money. Criminals. Brandon, <laughs> Brandon. Y'all, be, y'all about to lock y'all down. Okay, who had a bigger uh, impact culturally, Allen Iverson or the diplomats? Allen Iverson, the diplomats. Easy. Yeah, I think it's dip. I think they impacted the same people culturally. Culturally, the they diplomats. did impact the, diplomats, the same people. No, because Iverson had white culture, black culture, Asian culture. So did, so did the Iverson was huge. Diplomats didn't no. affect Asian culture like Iverson. Well, I'm only talking about our culture. Our culture was affected most by diplomats, not though Allen Iverson. You had the NBA teams all on your jeans and shit, too. <laughs> yeah, but for sure. The Iverson wore that, too. How many motherfuckers had braids because of Iverson? What? 
How many people had cornrows because of Iverson? I think a lot of people had braids because of Iverson. I ain't gonna say like they even called them Iversons. Now a certain type was called Iverson. The dope ones, yeah, yeah, certain designs. Yeah, it wasn't just one kind. If you had nice designs, they was Iverson braids. Yeah, yeah. You had straight braids and Iversons. Yeah, straight braids. Yeah. No, I think diplomat. When I think about shoes, Iverson shoes. Niggas was wearing niggas was wearing them red Iverson Reeboks. They was okay. They was wearing the shoes. They was okay, but they they wasn't. But they wasn't. uh, It wasn't a game changer, bro. That shit wasn't no game changer. When I think when I think about diplomats change shit. When I when I think about Mm. the diplomats, I think I think about I put myself at 15 years old with the big ass square fake earrings and pink t shirts and all that shit, wallet chains, all that shit was from the diplomats. Hey, I can't, uh, man. Iverson, Iverson changed the culture of the NBA. I think more. It was more basketball fans than rap fans, bro. It's just more basketball fans. Uh, it, but, it, but, but but that would go against your argument, though. What? You're right. There are more basketball fans than rap fans. It's a larger demographic too, and then part of that demographic, there's some Utah Jazz fans too. You see where I'm going? You following? He, I'm sure it was, a, it was a little who, white boy in who, Utah somewhere with some straight with some uh, Iverson braids. Who supported David Stern on the dress code for when you're not playing? Uh, that's a different argument, though. Yeah, of course, well, he got pushed about, back. So, so yes, there's more basketball. Yeah, there's more basketball. Fans. Think about Iverson's swag, how he looked like us, how he dressed like us, how he made it cool. He was like the real, the first real super hip hop basketball player. No, he wasn't. Who, who was Larry Bird? Chris Webber and that. French look now. Nah, I think they they was they the were the first like little Fab trendy. Five was the first. Iverson was rap, bro. He 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 was. They were still hoopers. Iverson was. Rap, Iverson bro. was like a nigga in the hood. Yeah. Chris yeah. Webber and them what? Six foot one sixty five. Call ISO. Remember the commercial with Jada mm. Kids? Yes. No? Chris Webber and them was hood niggas. They they kind of were. Yeah. They they was hood niggas for real. Jalen Rose was a hood nigga. Jimmy King was a hood nigga. Juwan Howard and Chris Webber was not. Mm, okay, okay. I don't remember. Shaquille O'Neal was, was a hood not a hood nigga. nigga. He was Why from not? the military hood. Yeah, he was a military <laughs> nah, kid, he bro. He wasn't no hood military. nigga. <laughs> uh, he, he was. There was. Give me the hood nigga before, like the, bro. The hood nigga. Iverson looked like he so dope. This man profiling his favorite basketball player, and that's but <laughs> it's because he looked like us. Iverson looked like he was yeah. really in the. Pro- like niggas in the projects, but, but he's not. He wouldn't be on the short list though. But I, Anthony I, Mason and all them niggas was like that too, bro. Them niggas, niggas like that, bro. But the, but they wasn't popular. They was bad. So so what? But bro. so back to the back to the original question, and that's why I said that's why I asked it because I knew we would kind of have this little back and forth. Uh, I don't think that there's a I don't think there's a right or wrong answer. Yeah, it is. They only nine years apart, give or take, and. Uh, they both they both had a lasting effect on the shit that they did. Ain't nothing. Uh, diplomats, the the he he makers he makers mm-hmm. had a bigger effect than than diplomats. You talking about music? Sped he's, up soul samples. You talking was, about music? That was a bigger and, and effect not, on stuff. I'm not just talking about music, bro. I'm not just talking about music. Oh, what you talking we, about? We talking about? You talking about him on? Uh, on uh, talking about people. Bill O'Reilly? You mad? We talking? <laughs> you mad? Like people, people my age especially. Cam Ryan was a god to us. I believe it. Cam Ryan was a god. Shout out my nigga Boo. G uh and uh I know Iverson probably and I think 
just just from our age difference, I can see how Iverson had that impact on you at at the age that you know you did. You know, you know what I'm saying? So I drove a pink Cadillac, bro. <clears throat> did you for real? In the, in the name of Cam, for real? Because of Cam? That's crazy. Yeah, but I, I, it's it's a, it's a, it's a toss up. It's a toss up. I think they I think they both had huge impact. I, I think I don't know whose was bigger. The diplomats. Bro, we know it was a whole gang here called Taliban because of diplomats. Like, we know the effect they had. Mm-hmm. But it was just with What niggas. was the Allen Iverson gang called? <laughs> hey, everybody in the projects? Nah. Everybody in the hood? Nobody was really. What was he known for? Iverson? Yeah. Braids. Like, what? When you talk about braids and hooping, how he played? Bowling. Crossover? I feel like <laughs> this man is an idiot, dog. I feel like, hey, dog. Uh, jerseys. Who, Every, yeah, everybody had that big ass muscle shirt jersey. That, <laughs> the Iverson jersey. With I would give jerseys to diplomats because they you know had, they about, had everybody wearing throwbacks. Oh, you talking about the cut off shirts? The big ass jerseys yeah. that came out off the shoulder like that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, like uh, diplomats, did. diplomats won the jersey. <laughs> like, <laughs> a bit because diplomats won the jersey war. Diplomats won the jersey war. Who had a bigger effect on Jersey diplomats or Iverson? Diplomats. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay, mm-hmm. okay. Like they brought in a whole company. Mitchell yeah. and Ness boomed off them. Mm-hmm. For sure. Yeah, so, um, I feel like, but you could, you could also make a case that Iverson uh, influenced the diplomats. Possible. Mm. Goes deep. Possible. Oh, hey, I'm before sorry. we go too far, I was just talking to somebody about elites. Is Allen Iverson an elite player? Nope. Yes. All right. Why is he elite? Because I'm not talking about the athletic part. I'm talking about his impact on the culture. Oh, uh, I'm just mean basketball. Uh, no. Yeah. He's elite. How? Because he was six foot doing. He averaging thirty something and had a huge impact on scoring in this short time. How many elite players is in the league or over the NBA? Over I, do you put him in the same position, like in the same category as Jordan, no. LeBron, and them? No, that's where, where the elite players go. They, they are, are gods. Mm. <laughs> I, I like the. Whole new I like I'm just saying, yeah, you gotta have. <laughs> I like the go You gotta post. have the alpha alphas, man. <laughs> 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 yeah, you gotta, you gotta have like, come on, man, you Yo. we can't act like. All right, so now Shaq we got- and Jordan are both great, but Jordan's Jordan. The only person you're gonna be able to, comp- it's only like four players you can compare to Jordan, like who? LeBron, Kobe, Kobe maybe Kobe to an extent. Bucks, Bugs, Shaq. You could compare Shaq. To, you got to say maybe Kobe, but you could compare, compare Shaq to Jordan. Kobe was never as dominant as Shaq was. All right, so this just took a left. Cream. This or that. Kareem. Kobe was as dominant as Shaq as his peak? Kobe. Prime Shaq. Super dominant Shaq versus prime Kobe. Let's get into it after after the show. Yeah, they don't want her sports. Yeah, they don't want to hear that. He's getting his Googles right. He's Googling that. He's ready to argue. He's lying, dog. I swear. He got that bullet in the chamber. All right. Go ahead. Yeah. I feel like I think we're good, bro. No, we're not. Let's do one more. We, I know you got to go. Hey, dog. I had this for Brandon, dog. I said, Booty Warrior Aaron Hernandez. <laughs> He's coming back. You got to say, man. All right, we're going to close it because that's oh, I close it after that. All right, we want to thank Brandon for coming. <laughs> We're going to thank Brandon for coming through. Uh, I'm Bricks DF on all social media platforms. Little underscore Vern on everything that counts.
Could be cash no underscore. And Tad. 